Kira, it's Friday the 10th of May 2019 and welcome to the Week in Tax. I'm Terry Boucher, Taxpert and Director of Boucher Consulting Limited, a tax consultancy helping optimize tax for small businesses, individuals with overseas investments and other professionals seeking advice. This week, how not to end up in court defending a $4 million tax evasion charge, the Welfare Expert Advisory Group report, and the problems with overseas mortgages. In Wellington this week, the trial started of 11 Thai restaurateurs accused of evading income tax and GST, totaling $4.4 million over the um, seven years to 31 March 2015. According to the prosecution, uh, Inland Revenue, um, the 11 uh, Thai restaurateurs acting together using 14 companies with 28 restaurants across Auckland and the Lower North Island, um, avoided, did, used, did not declare cash sales totaling $12 million. And according to the prosecutors, at least, um, nine point, nearly $10 million of that went straight into their personal bank accounts. Now, <clears throat> the old cash sales um, trick under declaration is uh, a, fair, a very common occurrence in, in tax. And Inland Revenue has recently, has, is, is forever fighting, uh, 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 fighting the fight of uh, trying to stamp out tax, out, tax evasion. Um, what people probably should be aware if they want to stop this is that Inland Revenue generally will know more than the accountants who are acting for these companies. Um, one of the things that I learned early on in my career is investigators from inland revenue should never be underestimated. Um, they are well-trained, very skilled, usually accountants, and well-motivated to, uh, to do their jobs. Typically, what they will do is they, they know from, they will pick up patterns, and they will notice that from um companies uh, might be reporting uh, a lower profit ratio gross profit ratio than other restaurants in the same area um, and if that once they get interested in that that comes up on their radar they'll take a closer look and taking a closer look will actually mean often means going to the restaurants themselves and being a customer they will sometimes buy stuff more often than not they'll sit and watch and see what happens when the tail is rung through for cash. I've encountered this position. People assume that inland revenue never looks too closely and the, and the accountants probably are sometimes not as well informed as they ought to be about what their clients are do, doing. This is a big trial. Uh, $12 million is quite a, is a significant amount of cash. It does point to one weakness in inland revenue at this point is that sometimes it takes a long time to catch up. And that in itself lures people into thinking, I'm, I can get away with that. One of the, we'll, we'll talk a little later about it, but the government, one of the aims of the uh, IRD's Inland Revenues Business Transformation uh, pr Program is to give it better real-time information on what's going on around an earlier, earlier intervention. This was a, this of, of, 
uh, evasion as a cue as charged appears to have been going on for seven years to 31 March 2015. So it's, it's probably small wonder that um, the um, people involved may have thought that they were uh, getting away with it. You know, as I said, they're, they're, they're accused of it. But you can expect Inland Revenue to act much more quickly when in identifying um, where it believes there are problems um, emerge, emerged around um, uh, non-compliance and evasion. Some time ago, they set up a program in 2011, 2012. They were going, they were publicly producing statistics, which sort of gave indicated uh, gross profit margins for businesses in certain uh, across various industries. I think um, that was initiative fell by the wayside, probably because Inland Revenue got very focused on its business transformation program and, and spent arguably too much time looking at itself and on this rather than and getting on and looking at these other matters. But I would expect the, the increasing level amount of data available to Inland Revenue as a result of business transformation and the more staff that they hoped to have freed up, that um, it will act, intervene quicker where it believes um, restaurateurs or people have been taking cashies. Um, just as an aside, the cash, the size of the cash economy is um, not real, really well known. It's uh, in New Zealand, it was something that the tax working group talked about, and it actually merits a, um, a podcast in itself on that. It could be a billion dollars in tax a year could be being missed. Um, it's hard, it's exactly hard to know with something though that inland revenue will be getting more resources in this area. That was something that the tax working group suggested it should. So watch this space. And if you want to avoid um, uh, ending up in court like these poor people, ring through everything. Don't try and be a mug um, and think that um, you can slip cash under the table and inland revenue won't notice. They're extremely thorough, far more thorough than your accountants because they're better informed than their accountants more often than not. Moving on, on to the policy world. Last Friday, as I suggested might happen, the Welfare Expert Advisory Group released its report. Uh, it's 200 odd pages and it looked um, one of the, and, and some headlines, uh, some of the headlines were involved some truly eye-watering numbers, such as perhaps up to $5.2 billion a year was needed to improve the whole, as part of a complete overhaul of the social welfare system. The interaction of tax and social assistance, such as working for families, accommodation supplement, all the various job seeker, all those uh, various um, uh, social welfare programs and or initiatives um, was part was part of the welfare expert advisory group. It was not under the terms of reference to the tax working group, um, and this is a there's that that means that this the welfare expert advisory group's recommendations could have significant tax implications for clients or uh, people who are claiming working for families tax credits, about 390,000 uh, families, I think, um, in that. And it's proposing major changes around that, mainly around what we call the, 
the, the actual amount being paid and the abatement rates. Currently, as I mentioned last week, if you cross the threshold, then your your benefit of uh, working for families tax credits, they're abated at a, sometimes very penal rates. Um, so working for families tax credits, it's 25 cents on the dollar which, as I said, puts people on that, on an effective marginal tax rate of anywhere between, it adds 25 points to their effective marginal tax rate. So, but some of the other benefits, um, job seeker, the amount of income you can earn before you don't, uh, there's an abatement is quite restrictive. And then it kicks in at 70%. So in other words, you cross the threshold, 70% of your benefit gets taken back. And we're not talking about a lot of money. And so as a group, welfare expert advisory group pointed out, there are people with effectively 100% marginal tax rates. In other words, every dollar they earn is gone in either tax or abated benefit. So if you're wondering why maybe up to $5.2 billion a year needs to be spent, that's part of the reason. If you want to try and reform the incentives to allow people to get back into work, to support people who maybe can't work, uh, um, in there, there's, there's, it will cost money. Um, whether we'll wait to see whether this budget coming up at the end of the month, what the government will do about that. But one of the things that proposed about from changes to the abatement rates was replacing what the currently the independent earner tax credit, which is available for anyone under earning under $48,000 who isn't receiving any form of assistance with um, a, what they called an earned income tax credit, works on a similar process where people are widely available. So wait and see on this space. We have a lot to consider and it will affect a lot more people than you might consider. And finally, um, oh, sorry, uh, the, a consistent issue we deal with um, is the question of the uh, tax treat New Zealand tax treatment of overseas investments and in particular overseas mortgages. These fall under what is known as the financial arrangements regime, basically the quantum physics of New Zealand tax, a topic so complicated there is no inland revenue guide to it. And I got reminded of this this week when a client called asking for some assistance on that and what had happened Mortgages under the financial arrangements regime, unrealized exchange gains can come into play. And particularly for people who are in Britain, who have uh, rented out a property there, they have faced uh, the fall in the dollar, the rise in the dollar against the pound means that from a tax perspective, and for the financial arrangements regimes, economically, they have made money. And even though they haven't sold the, the closed out the mortgage or anything in many cases we encounter positions where because of the exchange rate fluctuation income has arisen so that the value of the in the sterling mortgage may not have changed but in new zealand dollars it's no longer worth say two hundred thousand dollars but it's worth one hundred and seventy thousand dollars that thirty thousand dollar movement is income now, this is in catching an increasing number of people because of that because of the fluctuations uh, since Brexit. And just also 
um, because of the fact that the thresholds around when these rules apply have not been changed for some time. So, the, But hopefully there's some relief on the horizon because one of the recommendations from the tax working group, which was is going to be taken forward, we, we expect, is around looking at the thresholds for the financial arrangements regime. Increase these thresholds, and which haven't been changed since in the last 20 years, <clears throat> and then hopefully people won't get caught with a very unexpected tax bill. But watch this space. And finally, Inland Revenue's Business Transformation Release 3 has now gone live. Um, and so far, there have been more than 2 million logins to the upgraded tax system. Um, congratulating Inland Revenue on the new upgrade, Revenue Minister Stuart Nash noted the team involved in getting this all up and running consumed, quote, a significant volume of pizza and chocolate. He did not say how many slushies they drank. That's it for the week in tax. I'm Terry Boucher, and you can find this podcast on my website, www.boucher.tax, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please send me your feedback, tell your friends and clients, and have a good break. Until next time, Kakiti Anno.